Coming up on today's edition of the Lockdown Raiders podcast, the Raiders escape Cleveland with a 16-14 win and stay mathematically alive in the playoff hunt. Game balls will be given to Mountain segment number two. And of course, your calls and texts will close out the show. That's all coming up on today's Lockdown Raiders podcast for Tuesday, December 21st, 2021. Your Lockdown Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders, win. part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Just win. Your team Just every win. day. Just win. Raider Nation, welcome into today's show, and it is a victory Tuesday. Uh, the Raiders come away with a 16 to 14 win and are now seven and seven on the season. Was it pretty? No. But you know what? Take an ugly win over a loss any day of the week and twice on Sunday. I know some people don't sign up for that, but in the end of the day, you want to get a win somehow, some way. We talk about just win, baby, all the time. Doesn't matter how you get it. And then when you get it, a lot of folks are upset by the way that you got it. And of course, I'll tell you right now, I'll be the first one to tell you, I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat anything, not going to lie about it. That game should have been a blowout. The Raiders should have beat the brakes off the Cleveland Browns, and they did not, but they still found a way to come back from behind and get a 16-14 to win when that should have never been necessary. But all in all, they wake up this morning 7-7 seven and seven on the season. I want to share with you a tweet from Tim Brown, at 81TimBrown on Twitter. He said, at Raiders, wow. I know they say there's no such thing as an ugly win this time of the season, but that was ugly. LOL. Let me do something against my religion and congratulate a kicker. LOL. Great job, Carlson. Truly clutch. That's from Touchdown Tim Brown right there. And again, talking about no such thing as an ugly win this time of season, but definitely an ugly win for the Raiders as they barely squeaked out a victory over the Browns that were really beat up and, and really set behind by COVID-19. 18 guys were out for the, the Browns, and eight guys that were starters were all out. Derek Carr for the day, 25 for 38, 236 yards, a touchdown, an interception, two fumbles, and one of those fumbles was lost. And I'll tell you right now, as soon as he dropped that ball, as soon as he fumbled the ball and the, the Browns recovered it, went down and scored a touchdown, I thought that was game, set, match. I thought the, Ra the Raiders were going to find a way to lose that game and the Browns were going to start rolling. And uh, luckily for the Silver and Black, they found a way to get it done. But, man, uh, once he fumbled that ball, put it on the ground, I thought it was over. Uh, that's the 23rd fourth quarter comeback in Derek Carr's career and 28th game-winning drive for the Silver and Black. Uh, Josh Jacobs and Peyton Barber, I said that they needed to have a healthy dose of the run game, and it wasn't great. But it wasn't awful. 20 carries for 86 yards between the two of them. Josh Jacobs had 15 carries for 52 yards. And then Peyton Barber had five carries for 34 yards. As far as receiving goes, Zay Jones, six catches, 67 yards on nine targets. Foster Moreau, he had seven catches, 65 yards on nine targets. And Brian Edwards, three catches, eight yards, a touchdown on four targets. Plus, he had a fumble that Hunter Renfro was able to recover. But, yeah, definitely put that ball on the ground. And I thought it was shaping up where Brian Edwards was going to have a big day. He ultimately didn't have a big day. But the touchdown catch that he had from Derek Carr on the first drive of the game was impressive it really was and that was one of the very few first drives of the game that the Raiders have had this season where they've scored a touchdown I believe that's only the fourth time all season long they did it against the Eagles they did it against the Giants they did it against the Cowboys and now they've done it 
against the Cleveland Browns. So only four times out of 14 games have they scored on the opening drive, and it was a touchdown. So uh, big ups to the Raiders for going out there and making it happen on that opening drive. But the problem was they never got in the end zone the rest of the game. That's where the problem lied. And the defense did a heck of a job, held the Browns, and made them have a lot of three and outs. They made them punt the ball to them multiple times, and the offense was not able to generate anything more than a couple field goals. And that was the problem. And then ultimately, uh, after a turnover from Derek Carr, the Browns were able to get into the end zone, score a touchdown and take the lead where it looked like okay the Raiders are going to lose this one Derek Carr throws up an interception then you really think it's gone and the defense came back up stood up in a major way got the ball back and allowed Derek Carr to have that final drive where they ultimately scored the field goal and won the game so you really got to give a lot of props to the Raiders defense for holding the Browns to the best that they could only allowing 14 points and giving the Raiders offense multiple chances and the Raiders defense has done that multiple times throughout the course of this season. Another stat that I didn't like to see, Raiders as a team had five fumbles. Now, they only lost one of them, but they had five fumbles. And you go back to that Kansas City game, they turned the ball over five times. And Rich Bisaccia, the interim head coach, he didn't want to talk about it. When I asked him about it on Monday following that Kansas City game, I was asking him if it was mental or not. He didn't want to talk about it. He got kind of annoyed that I even asked him about it. But this is two weeks in a row where they've had five fumbles. And again, luckily for the Raiders, they only lost one of them. But five fumbles is a problem. You have five fumbles multiple times, you're going to lose a ton of games. So uh, that was a bad stat that I did not like for the silver and black. As far as the defense goes, something I said on the pregame show with JT the Brick and Eric Allen, I said this was a game I felt like Jonathan Abram really could thrive. I thought that he was going to be a guy that could play down by the line of scrimmage and play that physical game and really try to slow down the run. And I think he did a really good job. He had nine tackles and two tackles for loss, and then he went out of the game with an injury. And it was a shoulder injury and looked like it could be pretty serious. We'll find out from uh, Rich later on today uh, what the injury status looks like but it did look like it was a pretty serious injury for Jonathan Abram but he played one of his best games as a Raider with those nine tackles and two tackles for losses before he left the game with that shoulder injury. Also wanted to point out the job that the Raiders defensive line did in general, just slowing down the run. They uh, held the Browns to under 100 yards rushing, 89 to be exact. Nick Chubb, he had 23 carries for 91 yards and a touchdown, which is actually four yards per carry. But because of a couple tackles for loss, the Browns overall just ended up with 89 yards rushing. And it wasn't quite the performance that they did against the Cowboys when they held them to 64 yards rushing. But for a team that you know is going to go in there and emphasize the run to be able to slow them down and, and hold them under 100 yards, I thought that that was a heck of a job. Matter of fact, the Raiders actually left the game with more yards rushing than the Cleveland Browns did. The Raiders got almost 100 yards, 98 yards total, where the Browns only had 89. So with that win, the Raiders went from 13th in the AFC, if you're talking about the playoff hunt, to 10th with only the Steelers, Ravens, and Bills in front of them, and they own the tiebreaker over the Steelers and the Ravens. Not saying that that means that they're going to make a playoff run, but they put themselves squarely in position. They've given themselves a chance, which, of course, reels everybody in. It's almost like a fishing pole. Throw that fishing pole into the lake, all of a sudden you get a bite. The bite was the Raiders come away with the victory, and now all of a sudden you're reeling it back in. They're reeling you back in, and you realize... There's still hope if a couple games go their way. All of a sudden, you could be looking up and the Silver and Black could be playing in more games than 17 throughout this season. I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but I'm saying the possibility is obviously still alive in part because of that victory over the Browns. Also on Monday, it was announced the Raiders that actually made the Pro Bowl for this year. That'll be played February 6th at Allegiant Stadium here in Las Vegas. Three Raiders are going to be representing in the Pro Bowl. Punter A.J. Cole, who's had an outstanding season, just got a contract extension. Definitely 
definitely think that uh, he was well deserving of it. Linebacker Denzel Perryman, who's been leading the team in tackles. He hasn't played the last couple games. He's been a major key to their cog as far as that defense goes. Uh, he made the Pro Bowl. And then defensive end Max Crosby, who has had a heck of a season. He hasn't had the sack numbers that he'd like, but he's had a ton of pressures. He's been playing uh, with a whole different energy. You could just see the difference in his game. Him and Unique Ngakwe have done a heck of a job as bookends, defensive ends for that uh, Gus Bradley-led defense. And uh, Max Crosby is a guy who really is going to appreciate that Pro Bowl bid because he's finishing up year three of his contract, and he's only in a four-year contract. So most likely, he's going to be asking for a contract extension this offseason. That Pro Bowl bid's definitely going to go a long way in getting him a lucrative contract. Well, here's Max Crosby. He was asked after the game about what he felt when he found out that he was going to be representing in the Pro Bowl. He wants to kill me. He wants to kill me, but yeah, it was just uh, it just brought back memories. Like I get emotional. It's just like I was in rehab like <laughs> almost two years ago, and now I'm in a Pro Bowl. Like it's just a blessing, man. I show up and I try to be the best teammate. I try to be the best teammate every day and show my guys that I care and um. That shit just hit home, man. It was uh, it's special. It just it makes my family proud. I can't, my girl, my everybody around me is calling, blowing up, blowing up my phone. I'm like, I'm like crying like a baby because I just know I've worked so hard and it's uh, it's starting to pay off. And you know, Coach Marinelli, got to say something about him because he pushes me every day, um, pushes me every day to be the best best player I can be. And, I want to kill him sometimes. <laughs> he wants to kill me. He wants to kill me, but um, he just wants to see the best for me, and he knows what I want. You know, I want to be the best in the league, and he pushes me to be that guy every day. And um, There's so many people I can go on and on, but it's just exciting, man. Uh, it's a blessing for sure. So there's Max Crosby right there talking about the Pro Bowl bid, but clearly it's bigger than the Pro Bowl. It's bigger than the possible contract that he's going to be getting in the offseason. It's about life, man. And that's those are the kind of guys that you want to root for. Those are the kind of guys I like to root for because I realize how much that means to him. And you could hear the emotions in his voice. It just hit him. Like, he knows where he was almost two years ago. Like he said, he was in rehab, and now all of a sudden he's going to the Pro Bowl. I mean, you talk about night and day. The dude decided to make a difference in his life, change his life around. You know what I always say? If you can't change the people around you, you need to change the people around you. He decided if he can't change him, he needed to change him. And that's exactly what he did. And obviously, it's paid off in a major way heading to the Pro Bowl. It's definitely going to pay off in his pocket, but it's also letting him know that he can achieve anything that he wants. And that's one of the biggest things that you have to know. Like Everyone needs to know whatever you want to do in life, you can do if you want to stick to it and you want to try to achieve it. You can do it. It worked for Max Crosby. It's worked for Darren Waller. Hell, you want to dumb it down? It's worked for me. I mean, I had a goal in my life and I achieved it. And I'm still continuing to try to achieve goals each and every day. And all you have to do, people hit me up all the time. Q, you, you inspired me to do this, that, and the other. Look, that's part of my job is to is to allow you to know and let everyone know that if you want something in life and you're willing to work your tail off for it, you can get it. Max Crosby worked his tail off to be a better player, to be a sober player, to have a sober lifestyle, and it's paid off in a major way. So shout out to Max Crosby on making the Pro Bowl. Also shout out to Denzel Perryman, of course, punter A.J. Cole, who are all well-deserving 
uh, at the same time. Segment number two is on the way. We're going to hand out game balls. Who did I see that stood out in a major way? 16-14 victory. Raiders over the Browns. They improved to 7-7 on the season. Not a lot of game balls to hand out, but there's a couple guys in particular that I do want to talk about, and we'll do it coming up in segment number two. And you know, one of the things about this show and one of the things about podcasts is you listen for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save at Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and covers not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. I also want to remind you about Super Bowl 56. I want to let you know that it's less than 100 days away. It's going down at SoFi Stadium in L.A. and on location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It's the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star L.A. hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to hand out a few game balls. Not very many, but the Raiders did have some guys that stood up in a major way, I think, and uh, really helped and led to the Raiders getting this victory over the Cleveland Browns again. It was a game that the Raiders should have won. It shouldn't even have been close. It should have been a blowout. Should have put them away probably early in the third quarter, but they didn't. They played with their food. They allowed the Browns to hang around, and we all know that good teams don't do that. Good teams step on their neck when they have the opportunity, and the Raiders offense in particular just wasn't able to do that. The defense gave them multiple opportunities. When the defense gave them a three and out, or not a three and out, they got a first down on the first drive, but they got the ball back. They only allowed one first drive, got the ball back, and then the Raiders went down and scored and and were up 7-0. I thought, oh man, this is going to be one of those days where the Raiders are really going to go out there and do what we talked about on Monday's show, where it's really kind of put their will on them and just say, hey, this is what we're going to do to you. We're going to beat the brakes off you. Well, ultimately, that didn't happen. It went down to the last second, and I'll tell you, I was hanging out. I was at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge uh, with Raider Nation Radio 920 watching the game. And everybody I was watching the game with, as much as people get upset and say, oh, that was an ugly win, I'm not happy about that. As soon as that kick went through the uprights and Carlson made it, everyone in the place celebrated. I'm just going to say, it's easy for people to say, oh, that was an ugly win. I hate it. Uh, I'm not going to celebrate that. But when that kick went through the uprights, every single person celebrated it. So maybe you're a different creature. I'm not. I'm just happy that the Raiders won because, man, that narrative and that conversation today after a loss would be terrible. i much rather see a team have to try to improve what they got going on after a win than having to try to fix what's wrong with them after a bad loss. And that would have been a very, very bad loss. So there's a couple game balls that I want to hand out. And I mentioned one of these guys. I'm going to start on the defensive side of things. I mentioned one of these guys in segment number one, and I talked about him on the pregame show with JT the Brick and Eric Allen. That's Jonathan Abram. I mean, I haven't given out a game ball to Jonathan Abram, I think, all season. I don't think I've even given a game ball out to Jonathan Abram in his career. 
I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and listen, but I don't think I have. But I did say in, in particular on that pregame show that, you know what, Jonathan Abram is built for this game. And the, what I meant by that is a physical game where there's going to be a lot of running. He could play down by the line of scrimmage and just put his will on people. And he can go there. He can put some heavy hits on them. He can seek and destroy. And that's basically what he did. He was able to play some really good ball throughout the course of the game. And now I know he left a little bit early with a shoulder injury. It didn't look good. It looked like he had a, a pretty bad injury. But... He played probably his best game as a pro. Nine tackles, two tackles for loss in helping the Raiders to the victory and also helping slow down that Cleveland Brown rushing attack. And really, the, the Browns rushing attack only really got cooking later on in the game when the Raiders defense got clearly tired. I mean, that you could see that. When Nick Chubb really started to get rolling, it was much later in the game. It was deep in the third quarter. And for the Raiders offense to not be able to score, they scored the, the first drive, they got a touchdown. For them not to be able to get back into the end zone the rest of the game and then to score so few points after putting up seven early, that's shame on them. The defense did everything they could to make sure that the game was right there for the offense to win, and they act like they didn't want to take it. One more guy on the defensive side of the ball that I want to give some love to, Brandon Faison. I know he doesn't get a whole lot of love, but he had a pretty decent game. Four tackles and three passes defense, and he went out there, and he was playing some ball, and I know it was Nick Mullins was the quarterback. He's a third-string quarterback. I get that. So he's not just, you know, he's not no Hall of Famer. He's not a guy that, you know, everyone thinks thinks he's an elite quarterback. I get that, but he's got a little something-something to him. He's able to to help a team win games, and look, he's beaten the Raiders before uh, when he played for the San Francisco 49ers, but I thought Brandon Faison did a really good job just kind of playing that corner position and breaking up multiple passes and making life difficult. So I, I want to give Brandon Faison probably his first uh, game ball that he's ever received as well. want to give him that love. So defensively, Jonathan Abram and cornerback Brandon Faison both get game balls for me. On the offensive side of things, I want to look at the offensive line not that they were just spectacular but they did enough you know and that's really all that we asked right we asked them just to do enough you knew that they were going up against Miles Garrett for most of the game they really stymied him I know he got a little banged up later in the game looked like his groin got hurt but Miles Garrett wasn't really a big factor and he's a game wrecker he was a guy that you knew going into the game with 15 sacks and so many pressures on the season he was going to be a problem but really the Raiders offensive line did a heck of a job and Derek Carr again was 25 for 38 he was able to drop back 38 times and there was multiple times that Derek Carr moved and, and created some some extra time for himself in the pocket but I think the offensive line did a really good job with protecting Derek Carr and opening up just enough holes again they didn't blow up some monster holes Josh Jacobs and Peyton Barber just didn't have monster games where they went over 100-something yards and just dominated the game, but they did enough. You know, on that touchdown drive, the Raiders had the ball for over seven minutes. That's exactly what the Raiders want to do. So I think the offensive line did enough. And then, of course, you got to give love to Derek Carr for the 23rd fourth quarter comeback and 28th game winning drive for the Raiders in his career uh, coming back and being able to win that game after throwing an interception that looked like it was going to be a done deal record. It's like, okay, that's going to close the door on the game, but the defense was strong enough to stand up, get the ball back, and then D.C. did what D.C. does, uh, had a sense of urgency and went down there and uh, got the Raiders into scoring position where Daniel Carlson uh, eventually kicked that field goal to win the game. So you got to shout out Derek Carr for being able to have the poise and the calm and cool collectedness to be able to make that happen. So game ball for the offensive line and Derek Carr as far as the offense goes. And my final game ball, got to give it to the special teams unit. Daniel Carlson and A.J. Cole, they did their thing again. Daniel Carlson, of course, hitting that game-winning 48-yard field goal, but D.C. on the day, the other D.C., Daniel Carlson, 3-for-3 three three for field goals, 48 yards was the long one. 
one. And then, of course, one for one on extra points. And A.J. Cole didn't have a monster game, but four punts, 177 yards. That was a 44.3 average, long of 49, and one was down inside the 20. Again, A.J. Cole didn't have the greatest game, but he didn't have a bad game. You know, and a couple times he helped flip the field. So uh, he's been a constant, constant. He's great at what he does. There's a reason why he's going to the Pro Bowl. And Daniel Carlson, I know he's not going to the Pro Bowl, but he's still put in a hell of a season. He's got a contract extension. And, you know, when he went out there to kick that field goal, I really didn't have like I wasn't concerned. I wasn't really worried. I thought, okay, this dude's going to hit it. And then even when the Browns called the timeout and he had hit the first one, my buddy John Smith had texted me and said, well, I wonder if he can do it again. I said, you know, I really do think he can. You know, as long as the snap is good, the hold is good, he should be good. And really, the first field goal, when the Browns called timeout, the hold wasn't even that great. The snap and the hold weren't great. I think A.J. Cole did an awesome job being able to get the hold down, but the snap wasn't that great. The second time, it was a lot better, and you saw how much cleaner that kick was. So, Daniel Carlson, you got to out him out again three for three on field goals 48 was the long and one for one on extra points and then AJ Cole doing his job not only punting the ball but also holding on all those field goals because Trent Sieg AJ Cole Daniel Carlson that is the special teams unit those those guys they just work together that's exactly what they do so if one guy is having a bad day they all could be having a bad day but uh, on Monday they all were in sync and they all did their job so want to give game balls to Daniel Carlson AJ Cole and you could throw Trent Sieg in as well just throw that game ball into the special teams room so I gave out the offense offensive line and Derek Carr and then of course on the defensive side of things safety Jonathan Abram and cornerback Brandon Faison so that's all I got for you for segment number two who do you think should get a game ball do you think anyone deserves a game ball maybe Rich Passaccia you know he just seemed a little bit different maybe he's a guy that should have got a game ball let me know about it 707-654-4693 that's the Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line those calls and texts are coming up in segment number three before we get to that though I do want to tell you about betonline.ag and they have got you covered all season long for all sports. It doesn't matter what sport you're you're a fan of, basketball, pro and college, football, pro and college, NHL, boxing, UFC. Again, does not matter. BetOnline.ag has got you covered. They're your number one spot for all sports action. Go to the website right now on your laptop or your mobile device. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you got to do is use the promo code Locked On and you'll get that bonus just like that. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. It's also where the games start. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your time to shine your calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with a call from Raider D from Savannah, Georgia. He's calling to talk about the game and what he hopes comes from this ugly win that the Raiders picked up on Monday night. Here he is, Raider D from Savannah, Georgia. What's going on, Q? It's Raider D from Savannah, Georgia, man. I'm just calling in here after the Raiders game, watching the uh, Vikings and Bears play. And, man, it wasn't a pretty win, but we got done. It's just it's just good to see a Raiders victory again, man. It just feels like these past five, six weeks, even, even seven weeks, have just been so disappointing and embarrassing to a point where – we just can't get anything done. And tonight tonight was kind of the same thing, I feel like, um, in terms of offense. We just couldn't get it clicking. Derek Carr would throw the ball deep, but we wouldn't come down with it or, or whatever the case may be. Um, but our defense played good. Jonathan Abram killed it. Uh, he unfortunately had to leave the game. But, man, it, that game just get, gives us a spark. And and we really dig deep for the last three weeks and, and do something. Um 
that's really all I got to say. Q, appreciate appreciate the show. I love listening to it every morning on the way to work or on the way home, whatever I can get it. Get it. Um, yeah, keep up that work, man. And Raider Nation. We out. There he goes. Raider D's right there. Appreciate you, my man. And, yeah, it was definitely an ugly win. Uh, like I mentioned at the top of the show, I'll take an ugly win over a loss any day of the week and twice on Sunday. And maybe this win could jumpstart this team. Now, I'll tell you, they got a lot of work to do because what they put out on film on Monday was not pretty. No doubt about it. But, again, I'd much rather them have a lot to work on, see all the ugly that they put on film, and say, okay, we've got to try to build on this coming off of a win as opposed to coming off a loss. Because if it comes off a loss, then there's nothing but doom and gloom. Yeah, that was a depleted Browns team, and the Raiders still took it all the way down to the wire and barely squeaked out of there with the victory. But again, I mean, it just it is what it is. You take them how you can get them, right? And I'd much rather see the team sitting at 7-7 seven and seven than sitting there at 6-8. and eight. So uh, the team's got to take the, the weeks that are left in the season one week at a time and just see how everything shakes out. Uh, they put themselves in good position as far as the playoffs sitting there now at the number 10 spot. Of course, they got the Broncos coming up. They have the Colts coming up. That's a big monster game. They got the Chargers coming up. I mean, there's some monster games coming up to close out this season. And uh, hey, when it's all said and done, we'll look back and see what the Raiders do. And if they do some greatness, then maybe we'll be talking about an extra week. If not, well, we talk about maybe they, uh, you know, gave a push to the very end and it's something to be proud of. But we won't know until the end of the season. But thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Next up, I got a text from Matt in the OC. What's up, Q? Raider Madden, the OC, first major props to Daniel Carlson. This dude deserves every penny and has turned his career around with the silver and black. Second, don't care who is playing. A win is a win. Ugly wins still count just as much as blowout wins would. I think this team needed a win like this. Seeing the whole sideline run up to show the offense to spike the ball shows they might have some juice left for a run. Playoffs, as unlikely as it seems, is there for the taking. Win out and they should be in. That's from Matt in the OC. And yeah, you're right about that. You know, they went out. They could probably make it in because they got three more. They get to double-digit wins, I can see that. But it's going to be tough, especially, well, every game is going to be tough. I don't want to just single out one game, but I, I'm already kind of looking at that Colts game on the schedule thinking, boy, that's going to be a dog right there. And that one's obviously on the road, so that's even going to be tougher. But the Colts are playing really good ball. I don't want to say peaking, but their run game and their defense is really playing well. Their quarterback is still suspect, but we'll see what happens. There's three games left. It's all on the Raiders. It's all in front of them. They've got to go and do the very best they can. Thank you so much for that text. I appreciate you. Next up is a call from Big E in the 209. He's calling after the game to talk about the win and wanting to give out a game ball and as a request for the rest of the season. Here he is, Big E in the 209. What up, Q? This is Big E from the 209, man. He's calling you after watching this Raiders game. It was nice just to get in the win column. I mean, it wasn't, you know, super convincing, dominant win like we wanted to have against the third stringer, Nick Mullins, who isn't a bad quarterback. I don't know if you've seen, but there was just some a lot of drop passes by his receivers. Either way, I'm just glad to see the Raiders get in the win column. Uh, Got to give a game ball to the O-line. They played a lot better, um, opening up some holes for Josh Jacobs and stuff. My only request for the season, I mean, playoffs, I'm not even thinking about it no more. Is it possible? Yes, but it's in the back of my mind. Let's just finish this season with some dignity. You know, like, stand up, fight to the end, like, no quit. That's all I want to see, you know, and I didn't. I don't even feel like they played like that against the Browns, but we got the win column, and that's what really matters, just win, baby. But, you know, like I said, just want to see them come out with some, some fire a little bit. Just haven't seen it in a while. So, uh, again, you know, happy about the win, but just want to hear your thoughts on that, Q. Raider Nation, baby. Let's go. 
Big E, thank you for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. And, yeah, uh, giving out a game ball to the O-line, you know, that's why I did it in segment number two. Again, they weren't spectacular. They weren't just, you know, the most dominant offensive line, but they did enough. So uh, they were able to help Derek Carr and, obviously, the Raiders get that victory and then finish the season strong, show some heart the rest of the way. That would be huge. You know, and I keep saying it. I keep talking about it. Haven't quite seen it. Want to see this team come out of that locker room full throttle, engaged, hair on fire, and just go all the way in. I, we haven't seen it yet at all. Saw it a little bit on uh, on Monday, but not enough. Need to say it on a more consistent basis, but uh, it would be a good step if you could start to see it. So thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Got a quick text from Mark in Kentucky. He says, Q, Mark in Kentucky here. A win is a win, I guess. We have the two best specialists in football in Carlson and Cole. That's my only two positives from today. We won, and Cole and Carlson are confirmed good. That's from Mark in Kentucky. And, yeah, there's a lot to clean up. I mean, I get it. I can read between the lines. There's a ton to clean up for the Raiders. Uh, that was not a pretty win. That was something that should not have been that close. I get that. I said that from the very jump. But I'd much rather be talking about a very ugly win, something that they need to clean up, than talking about a terrible loss. How the hell did that happen against a team that had 18 guys out, including eight starters? So, yeah, you could be upset about it. You could say that there's nothing positive that came from it. I'll say the biggest positive that came from it was a W, something that the Raiders needed in a bad way uh, for their mental, for everything. The fan base needed it, I'm telling you, because the fan base has been going in on everybody, each other and everything. The fan base needed a W in a major way as well. Thank you for that text. I appreciate you. Next up, we got a call from Vader Raider in the 303. Haven't heard from him in a while. He's calling to talk about the game and how he hopes that Raider Nation is not celebrating the win. Here he is, Vader Raider in the 303. Thank you, Raider Nation. It's your boy, Vader Raider. I hope and pray that everyone is not excited about this win. That was garbage. Are you kidding me? You can't beat a team that ha doesn't even have its, its backup quarterback, let alone its starting quarterback? You mean to tell me that you can't beat a team that's basically, with everybody having COVID out, that you can muster up 16 points? Are you kidding? You have got to be kidding me. Oh, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen of Raider Nation, once again, your beloved quarterback, Derek Carr, fumbled again. That makes 74 in his career. Well, I don't care that anybody is celebrating this win. Q, a win is not a win. This is a garbage, okay? This is garbage. You said, you said it this morning. We said a Monday morning, you put the challenge out there, get out, go out with your hair on fire. That is not your hair on fire. That is basically you limped to a victory. This has got to stop. This quarterback's got to go. This coaching staff has got to go. And that's it. Garbage win. Can't be happy about this at all. Vader Raider out. There's the always positive Vader Raider in the 303 right there. And look. It was definitely an ugly win. Nobody's going to dispute that. No, they did not come out with their hair on fire. They did not go full throttle. They did not dominate like they should. They didn't play angry. I can go on and on and on about the what they did not do. But what they did do, Vader Raider, regardless of how you want to look at it, no matter how you want to shape it up, they did win the game. 
Yes, I know. It was ugly. Yes, I know. They've got a lot to clean up. And no, nobody's celebrating. Nobody's doing cartwheels. And nobody's, you know, chewing bubble gum and looking at rainbows. I get that. But they still got a victory. And I'll tell you, for me personally, I don't give a damn about nothing else. For me personally, it's much better to talk about a win, regardless if it was ugly or not, than talking about another loss. Because I'm getting tired of talking about losses as well. And I understand. You're frustrated as a fan. I'm frustrated. I think the team is frustrated. A lot of folks are frustrated. But you know what? I'd much rather be frustrated today talking about a W and, man, that was an ugly W and I can't believe they barely escaped than talking about I can't believe they lost. Simple as that. You know what I mean? I, I, I just... I, I, I wouldn't call it garbage because it's the NFL and they still found a way to win in the NFL and that's not easy, but I get it. I get what you're saying. So you're frustrated. You let your frustrations out. At the end of the day, the Raiders are still 7-7 seven and seven, and they have a short week to prepare for the Denver Broncos coming to Allegiant Stadium. I mean, that's a team that they should win, but... Again, that's going to be a tough game. The Broncos are a lot tougher uh, now than they were when they traded Von Miller, and I thought that they were waving the white flag. You know, they've shown me that, no, we weren't waving the white flag. We were just moving on from Von Miller. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough out. All three games that they have left to finish the season are all going to be tough outs. But I'll tell you, they're sitting at 7-7, and and again, it's a better day today uh, with that win than it would have been if they had taken that L. So, uh, no, not celebrating, but not mad either that they found a way to win the game. Thank you so much for your call. Appreciate you. And uh, like I said, it's been a minute since we heard from you. Uh, we're going to close things out with a text from Jimmy S. in Houston. Well, Q, we got the win. Hard to be too excited about a super squeaky narrow win against a severely depleted Browns team. At least the Raiders are at their Vegas line over under win number for the season. One more and I'll make a little money. But I can't say I feel very confident about getting one more. As Jimmy S. in Houston, thank you for the text. And I'll say this. I thought when the season started, the Raiders were at six and a half wins. I thought that that was the, the line right there was six and a half. So they're over that. Uh, if, if that's what it was, I'm not sure what you bet on, but I believe six and a half was what uh, Vegas had them as far as estimated wins. And they've already uh, overcame that. So I think that you win money if that's what you were able to get. But maybe you got in a little bit later than that after they got the three and start. I'm not too sure. So you'd have to specify. But I remember talking about it in the in the offseason and, and leading up to the regular season. And six and a half was the line right there because I couldn't believe that it was so low. I kept saying if six and a half, if they only win six and a half games, which obviously that would mean six games you know if they win seven then you win but if they only won six games and something went terribly wrong this season well Raider Nation I'm not trying to act like Nostradamus but something went terribly wrong this season so they're sitting there at seven wins so hopefully they get at least one more so you can win some money uh, I do think they have an opportunity to do it this week against the Broncos but they're gonna have to put together a much better game than they did on uh, Monday versus the Cleveland Browns but thank you so much for your text I appreciate you and thank you for all the feedback that we received on today's show uh, Raider Nation I know it's not a glorious day I know it's not something that everyone's fired up about but again a win is a win I will take it no doubt about that uh, one quick note Will Compton did not play on Monday he was out for personal reasons of course Nate Hobbs didn't play he's on the COVID-19 list which uh, hopefully he's back for this week against the Broncos but uh, Will Compton was out and they said personal reasons and uh, what I heard and what I seen a couple people hit me up on Twitter and said that uh, his mother passed away on Monday so uh, that's why he missed the game on Monday so uh, prayers up to the, the Compton family that's never good you know life is way more important than any of these games are and uh, so definitely uh, feel for uh, 
Will Compton and his family. So hopefully they're able to to be all right. So prayers up to them. So that's all I got for you for today's show. Uh, coming up tomorrow, we'll start to turn the page. It's a short week. The Denver Broncos are coming to town the day after Christmas. How will the Raiders handle it? Will they be able to come up with another victory? Well, we'll start preparing ourselves and start looking forward to that week 16 action. Until then, Raider Nation, take care of your family. Love on your family. Hopefully everyone's having a really good holiday week. If you're working or shopping or doing whatever you do, be safe out there in them streets. And most importantly, as always, just win, baby.